welcome to the Casey City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Hey, good morning, church. Uh, just want to um, quickly just remind us that today's service and uh, the tenth, uh, sorry, the third of January, are online-only services. And friends, I just want to take a few moments and just share a very simple message as we come to a close for 2020 this year and um, uh, I want to finish up the series on our father and the last two petitions which is forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and the other is lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one so in terms of forgiveness uh, friends I need to immediately ask you for forgiveness as to um, where I'm recording this message from i've had to get into my my car um, because where the airbnb where i'm staying at uh, the outside is so windy and um, there's just no room on the inside to really even sit and and record this so my sincere apologies um, i'm not going to keep you for too long as as well because i can imagine what it's going to look like from you just viewing this uh, from uh, from the car but anyway in today's technology we can uh, speak and share almost anywhere I've tried several different recordings and there's just been a lot of interference in terms of the wind so here we go Jesus is teaching now the disciples forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and as I mentioned even in the past that of all the things that the disciples could have asked Jesus, they asked him, hey, teach us how to pray. Because we see a correlation between your prayer life and the way in which you had, um, you know, begin to conduct yourself in how you responded to the people. There was a sense of, of compassion. There is uh, the ability, there is the sense of authority that you also carried. So what what is he actually really talking about when he says, you know, forgive our forgive our, our debts as we forgive our, our debtors, right? It's, 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 firstly, this Our Father is like an all-in-one structure, right, to teach us. It's a lifestyle. It's what I've, I've termed as a lifestyle, lifestyle prayer. And, and it, is, it is like a ladder. It is like this Jacob's ladder. The, the minute you go, the first rung takes you to the next, then takes you to the next, now takes you to the next. And finally, now he's bringing us to this place where above, all of his provision and everything like this now we need to come to a place where hey maintain this lifestyle of forgiveness maintain and then begin to pray that the that the that the father will give you strength not to be led into a a place of of testing so the english translation for the word um uh, uh, that's that's been used in the New King James Version and, and several versions has been the term debt, which is actually quite a good word word choice if we were, were, were to consider that. Um, because when we sin, there is a sense of obligation that we that we have. We feel that we we owe uh, him him something that 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 we put ourselves in debt to God and so 
so he's he's obviously now wanting us to live a, a debt-free life as such amen and to know that there is um, that there has been a a payment that has been made for this for this for this debt so he's reminding the disciples now uh, this form of confession is a good aspect to begin to embrace and to make this part and parcel of your lifestyle right so make confession as a daily part of your prayer is what he's really trying to teach teach the teach the disciples but let me share with you a very simple illustration to show the difference between what we call moral debts and uh, and what we sometimes consider when we think of the word debt the immediate mind uh, the immediate thing that comes to mind is monetary debt you know i owe this or i owe this amount of money and so on and so on and so forth and uh, in this in this aspect of the prayer it is speaking more of moral debts because there's n there's no amount of money that we can pay in order to cleanse ourselves of this sin right uh, imagine a, a, a little boy goes to the store and he collects all he takes all of this chocolates that he wants to buy he goes to the cashier and um, he puts this uh, on on the on the front desk and the cashier then looks at it calculates everything and says okay this is how much it costs and so he puts his hand in his pocket brings out all of the money that he has and then begins to realize oops i'm i'm about two dollars short and he just gets so disappointed and upset and he's just about to cry and you step in and you say i'm going to pay for that i'll, I'll pay the two dollars and gives the money to the cashier and the cashier is obligated to receive that because it's it's um it's it's legal tender as such amen and the boy then now leaves the store so excited and all of that but imagine if the boy now took that and just ran off and the cashier begins to shout thief thief and he runs right into a police officer who's uh, who's just standing out there outside the store and uh, she says arrest him arrest him and so as he's about to do that you uh, you, you 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 intervene as such and you say that can I please I want to pay for for this and the cashier is not obligated to take to take your money but nonetheless he or she begins to accept it now there is this moral debt that's there right and this is th this is the death that Je the debt that Jesus came to pay there is this moral debt that the father now or Jesus now is teaching the disciples to begin to pray pray that you will be forgiven of this pray that you will be forgiven of this forgive our sin because sin makes us feel like as if there is this sense of debt there is this sense of obligation so we continue to come to him right now sin in the New Testament has also often been often been been viewed or dis described as as death but not only death it has also been described in two other ways it's been described as a crime and it has been also described as enmity between God and and man and we've just seen the context of crime in this illustration that I've 
that I've just shared. So when Jesus is saying, now forgive us our sins so that we will always so that we will always be reconciled or be reminded that we are actually being reconciled to the Father. Now, why is this vital? Because being reconciled to the Father means that we are reconciled to His ways. We are reconciled to His heart, that we will reflect uh, His heart. We will, well, we, we will continue to reflect His ways and His love to those that we come in contact with. Hence it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So, when we begin to release forgiveness to others, we are actually reflecting and reconciling the ways of God over to someone else that is that that needs that aspect. But the second part to this petition is sometimes could be misunderstood because it makes one feel that uh, if I forgive others, then I'll if I forgive others more, then I will be forgiven more. If I forgive someone else less, then I'll be forgiven less. Um, and that's where the confusion or the misunderstanding comes. The point um, that I, I believe is uh, what Jesus is trying to make and, and, and the point more within the, within, the original is, within the original context is this that he's teaching us to actually aspire to this place. It is not a, it is not a condition as such. It is more that he's, he's saying aspire. To be like the Father. Aspire to reflect the kindness of God. Aspire to stand ready to forgive anyone who has sinned against, uh, against you, against us, or offended us, or offended you. And when, when they repent, in particular when they repent, be ready that, this, that at this point that I should be gracious toward others as God has been to me. So that if someone does sin against me, or he or she acknowledges their guilt, repents and apologizes, I am duty-bound to forgive. Because in Matthew 18 verse 22, it says this, Jesus said, uh, you are to forgive the person 70 times, 7 times, right? How many times? 70 times, 7 times. And this is where, folks, we get the Matthew 18 principle, where it says that when you offended with someone when someone has sinned against you you are to go to that person and deal with that person so often you know there is a tendency to go to others before we go to the person you know so often there's a tendency to go to the church leaders before we go to the person right there isn't really much of a need to bring things up to church to the church leaders or to others if you and i actually go to the person first and it is in this it's it's, it's wanting to have this disposition of uh, going to the person and sharing, you know, this, this aspect of truth. You know, the word of God, you've heard me say this before, um, uh, speak the truth in love, that we are, we, are, we are encouraged to speak the truth in love. That's what scripture says. But so often we love to speak the truth. We don't speak the truth in love as such, but we love to speak the truth. And so... When we live a lifestyle of this where we say, Father, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And it is in the second part that we begin to realize that. And when 1 Corinthians says, love keeps no record of any wrong, this is where we begin to apply that passage as well that supports this, that, okay, I'm not going to keep a record of any, of, of any wrong. So you're encouraged to go to the individual 
and speak to the person rather than and as a point of, of, of wisdom here please do not settle your issues by sending an SMS or by sending an email because so often what we write may not really fully describe our the, 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 the intention there could be the frustration and, and frustration is not wrong or not bad in itself but if it begins to be the only thing that controls you then there is an issue there that needs to be dealt with yourself amen so write it down if you feel I'm not saying don't ever write it down but let that be for personal consumption write it down for yourself so that you could put your thoughts down you know um, uh, the facts could be written, the truth could be written, truth from your perspective anyway. Because remember, there are always two sides to so many things and there's always the sense of perspective, perception, what you're perceiving, what you don't fully understand. You don't see everything that's happening behind the scene as such. right? So write it down and go to the individual and share that and say, you know, I, I need to share this with you and I've written it down so that it helps me begin to... Um, uh, begin to share it without just feeling like as if I'm so frustrated or annoyed or angry or this or that you know whatever the whatever your explanation is going to look is going to sound like right so here we are again we are encouraged we are encouraged to really really go go to that person that has sinned and that has offended you and to try and sort that out first before you go to anyone else. And in particular, before you even go to um, the church leadership as such, right? And um, finally, I want to share this sixth petition. It says, lead us then not into temptation, because there's a temptation for that to happen too, right? Lead us, in a, into, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from, the e deliver us from evil. Now, this uh, the the context of uh, um, de, um, lead us not into temptation. I think a good um, a, a good translation or a better uh, wording or translation to that would be this: that do not lead us into a place of severe testing. Do not lead us into this place of testing. Right. So he's saying that we should pray to the Father. This is what Jesus is saying. You know, never cause us to undergo a severe test of our faith or of our obedience. Now, we've seen that in the life of Abraham. Abraham was tested, severely tested. He hoped against all hope that he would have a son um, uh, and, and that he would become a father and eventually become the father of many nations as was promised to him. But as you know that he was required to sacrifice his son but just at that last minute as he was about to slay Jesus you know the father causes an angel to just stop that because his obedience he was tested and and real and and his obedience you know to God was found to be pure and true right and Jesus is saying now he's telling his disciples now pray that you don't go uh, that you don't undergo severe testing Jesus prayed for Peter that he wouldn't be sifted that he was going to be sifted by the enemy but he was not going to be destroyed so so Jesus prayed for that because there was this there was this testing and we will go through testing in James it says that when you go through t the testing of your faith 
let 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 that have its complete work so that you may lack at the end of the day nothing that that you may build up with in the endurance but it also says this that when you are tested don't say that god is tempting you for god cannot tempt you amen when sin begins to have its fruition it comes from something that is deep within already so we need to pray father forgive us and deal with this sin that we might be carrying so on a consistent basis if we were to do that we live a life we live a preventative life as such not that oops when it happens then we but we're saying lord forgive us lord deliver us deliver us especially deliver us from from the evil deliver us from this uh, this place of of testing now the the greek word that is also used here um uh, again should be translated this this way it says instead of it being uh, instead of the prayer being translated as deliver us from evil it should actually be uh, translated as deliver us from the evil evil one so in other words he jesus is 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 saying and he's calling us to begin to pray that we would not be exposed to the devil's onslaughts or to his schemes you know to be enticed uh, to sin right or to or for us to be destroyed by you know uh, uh, you, you know to dis- to dis- uh, to destroy our confidence as such in our in our savior in Jesus by accusing uh, us of our failures and of our imperfection so the enemy comes to accuse us he's the accuser of the brethren that's one of his key job descriptions folks he wants to accuse you consistently accuse you consistently make you feel like as if you are a failure so as we come to the end of this year i also want us to realize then in in you know in luke chapter 4 verse 13 the second part it says this that satan satan kept coming back to try to cause jesus to stumble to try to make him fall that this year it may have been a year where we have been tried and tested tried and tested through all of these restrictions through the coronavirus through so many different things that we may have been carrying offenses within we may have failed and faltered and sinned and uh, and and been led into places of temptation that we potentially may not have wanted to go into but regardless of all of that the lord is saying now as we come as we come to the close of this year uh, uh, i feel the lord is also saying and reminding us hey come to this place of of beginning to develop this lifestyle pray as you enter into 2021 that it is not going to be a year, a year of uh, of of being led into temptations led into severe place places of testing right that the grace of god is going to overpower all of that and it is going to allow us to surface that we will remember that that we can really trust god a whole lot more that we have the potential to love him more and love others a whole lot more as well so not to harbor and to carry these offenses and by doing that we really begin to place ourselves to uh, live in this in this buoyant place to live uh, expecting from god 
a whole lot more expecting to hear from God expecting to do his will and his purpose expecting that we will not necessarily always falter and fail so friends I want to leave you with that and to bless you that 2021 is going to be a great great year of opportunities for us but also to take this time and begin to reflect reflect on what you may be carrying take a moment take some time take these next few days and do that go to the persons that you need to settle things with or you need to um, release any offense and sometimes it may not even be necessary to go to the person and just between you and God and say father give me strength to forgive God bless you in Jesus name Amen.